Do you ever find yourself running low on energy throughout the day, but you can't stand the taste of coffee? Well, great news. I have a remedy for that. It's called Raise Energy by Rep Sports. You're probably thinking, oh great, another energy drink with loads of sugar. But nope. Raise Energy takes a giant leap of faith with instilling a high-quality formula to bring the consumer a powerful yet sustained energetic experience to help push your workouts and focus in general to the very next level. With zero sugar and zero calories, that means zero crash. Perfect for anyone at any time. Raise Energy has become the most popular and best-rated energy drink on the market to date with a phenomenal flavor profile that puts most competitors to shame. So head on over to repsports.com, that's R-E-P-P sports.com, and receive 15% off your entire purchase when you enter promo code THIRDEYE at checkout. Again, that's promo code THIRDEYE at checkout. See what all the hype is about, and let's raise together. Welcome to another episode of Third Eye Podcast, the podcast that is dedicated to creating open dialogue and conversation regarding any and all difficult topics. I am your host, Marcus Callahan, and thank you for joining me. Well, this week, uh, I'm going to be talking about a little bit about Juneteenth and critical race theory and I thought there was no better person to join me than my cousin, Mr. Dean. So, let's get right into it without further ado. How are you doing, Mr. Dean? What's up? How is everything going, man? Pretty good, man. Welcome back to Third Eye Podcast. Uh, good to be back. It's been a minute. Uh, yeah, it, it, it has been a minute uh, since my listeners last heard from you, man. What's been going on with you? Oh, not much. Just had a... Uh... Last of three birthdays yesterday. <laughs> okay. This month, so, um, starting this um, clinical trial for this new medicine pretty soon. And uh, yeah, hopefully some uh, good stuff come out of that. That's what's up, man. Yeah, birthday season is always rough, man. It is. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when they're back to back. Well, thankfully, outside of my birthday, I have about two months before the next set of birthdays start. <clears throat> yeah, so like Aveline, she starts it off, she kicks it off with September, and you know, then we got, well, we'll have the new edition in November, and then, you know, Mal, then Mo, December, January, and then I get like nine months without any birthdays. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we're we're missing November as well. We have September, October, December, January, and then June. Yeah, man. How the kids doing, man? They're all good. Yeah, man, they're all doing pretty good. That's what's up, man. Glad to hear it. Uh, so, man, it's a lot. A lot has happened since we last spoke. 
um, especially regarding Juneteenth becoming a federal holiday. Uh, (laughs) What are your thoughts on that, man? Uh, I mean, I didn't really um, celebrate Juneteenth. I did acknowledge it as a holiday prior. Uh, even now, it's more to me, it seems kind of like I've possibly found a way to make money off of it. It's kind of why they want to do that. Um, but I, I, don't, I feel like there's this kind of the strange, as you already know, there's always extremes, both sides to the argument. I feel like there's this kind of weird teeter totter where there are people who are like, well, we shouldn't celebrate it because it's commercialized now. And they're just trying to throw us a bone so they don't do anything else for us. While there's other people that are like, well, we've been kind of fighting for this to be a thing for a while. And now it's a thing and we want to celebrate. I'm kind of in the middle where I'm like, well, I, I've been, I've already acknowledged it as, as what it is. You know, I do kind of see they're probably taking advantage of it. And um, it is a step forward, but I don't think they should be praised for making that step forward. I, I agree with you, man. Um <clears throat> I had already acknowledged that Juneteenth was a holiday uh, and its importance. Them making it a federal holiday, to me, yeah, they they, they found a way to, to capitalize on it. Because not only are businesses going to use this <laughs> for more sales and, you know, come get your June, Juneteenth you know sell you know all that all that bullshit that they like oh they got themselves a double whammy they got pride month and now they got juneteenth within pride month so yeah right got themselves a double whammy they got they got some good money coming in (laughs) (laughs) absolutely um but you know amanda and i were talking about it uh because the delaware governor he you know he declared a holiday a state holiday so they were all all the state employees were getting a day off and you know, Amanda and I were talking about it, and we we're like, it's great that they're acknowledging it, and I don't want to, you know, I don't want to take away from the importance of what it means for them to actually acknowledge that that happened, that, you know, the history happened and whatnot, but now what it's going to do is all the corporate people who are mostly white are going to get this day off. And all the people who are lower, who are mostly black, are going to still be working. Yeah, isn't it interesting? <laughs> isn't it interesting? Nobody's, nobody's paying attention to that. And somebody else brought up a good point. They're like, you know what? You know what they should do for Juneteenth? And that's a national holiday. Every black person should get a paid day off. It's reparations. <laughs> mm. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? I can't, I can't even argue against that. I would complain. I, yeah, I wouldn't complain. No, please give me the day off. I, you know, <laughs> give me that paid time off, right? <clears throat> yeah, man, it's like I'm. I'm happy that you know they're acknowledging it, but I don't want. I don't. I, I don't I want them like to bastardize the, it. You know. Yeah, that's that. Uh, yeah, I, I think that they're definitely gonna probably end up getting around to doing that. But I also feel like the climate for it is a little inappropriate too. You know, mm-hmm. we had a lot of things just kind of recently came, uh, got happened and it, get, it feels more like it's um, a bittersweet kind of thing. Uh, but to top it off, 
you know, and of course, you know, I've had to explain to a few people that uh, I don't mean anything against the Asian community with this, but stop Asian hate caused law to be passed within a month. Mm-hmm. Whereas while I, I'm not with uh, BLM, I'm not with the organization, um, more so with the statement than anything else, we've had to explain why that is not an exclusive statement for how many years now? And right. we still haven't gotten that law passed. In fact, there was a law that was uh, being decided on. I can't even recall the name of it right now, but it didn't go through because mm-hmm. they claimed that it was racist. Yeah, man. Uh <clears throat> It's always it's always touchy talking about this because I don't want I don't want my Asian brothers and sisters to think that I'm not standing with them. Like I'm very happy that they passed that law for you guys because the hate that y'all were receiving is ridiculous, right? And yeah. you know, you and I being from a marginalized group, we understand that hate. It's a very touchy subject because I've also experienced situations where you kind of see that hierarchy mm-hmm. uh, and i was actually talking about this with my wife is you know she's japanese i was speaking right. on it, uh, with this with her and it was actually something she didn't understand and I, I explained it to her i'm like listen when we when we came up there were certain things we couldn't say to other races of people that weren't white right and we mm-hmm. respected that Meanwhile, those other races of people who include Asians, uh, Latinos, and amongst others did not share that same respect with us because there's always been this hierarchy of they are the better, lesser people. Mm -hmm. And I explained to her that, you know, even with her mother, her mother used the word colored and didn't really understand that. And she thought that, well, no, she had to understood, right? And I'm like, no, it's very likely she didn't understand because the time that she grew up, they weren't shown that that's wrong to say. Mm-hmm. And they weren't shown, they, and even though they, re, you know, recognized that, you know, there was, um, there was a bit of racism and stuff going on of white people and black people, they still didn't, like, it never registered in their head that they're not, they shouldn't say those words. Right. So I understand why she used it and didn't understand that, the, the problem, because they just, they kind of swept it under a rug and a lot of the other races don't understand that. So I kind of feel like that law being passed, like I said, it should be passed. Like any type of hate towards anybody should should not be allowed to stand out here. Mm-hmm. But the fact that that has been passed when we've been having these issues go on for the past, well, I mean, longer than me and me even been alive, but right. recently, you know, we've had even a, a, a more of an uprising of like stuff coming to the forefront. And we can't even get a simple law passed without it being called racist. Kind of, it kind of shows me who's who's being prioritized. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> you, you're absolutely right about that. But I mean, that's how it all how it's always been, right? Like we're always yeah. the last. <laughs> we're yeah. always the last on the totem pole, um, and and history proves that. And that's exactly why they're trying to stop people from teaching that history. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <clears throat> you can't you can't really ignore something when it's being taught to you or when it's right in your face. But if you can sweep it under the rug, you know, 
Then now, you can... what I find interesting, because uh, I was actually speaking with somebody about this um, the other day. Um, and she's part of the crew that we're, you know, doing our gaming group because she didn't, there's a lot of things that she didn't understand. Um, we were actually talking about the N word uh, and she didn't understand like, well, if it's such a bad word, why do, why do you guys use it? I don't think anybody should use it. And I was explaining to her, like, the reason why we find it okay for us to use it is because we took it and made it into something, not necessarily a positive thing, but we kind of depowered it. Uh, to a point where we feel comfortable using it with each other. Um, but I was, you know, um, I, I explained it to her that 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 is actually part of the longer list of words that were thrown at us that most people don't even know about, right? Um, and I was explaining to like a lot of these little terms and stuff that that we knew about growing up. That it's like, yeah, you didn't want to be called those things. You know, and she had no clue. She had no idea about that. So it is it is important to talk about it, at least, if not teach it, to give people kind of an idea of like, you know, what it is that that we're we're dealing with. But she also brought up a good point. She's like, well, why did they why did they allow it for them to tear down that statue of Robert E. Lee? The statue was there to remind us not to ever do that again. And she at least understands that, like, you know, statues usually glorify people. Um, even if that statue was there to kind of remind us of our history and that we shouldn't do that. Um, maybe having it erected out in the city wasn't, it wasn't probably the best way to convey that. And my thought process was maybe they shouldn't have torn it down, but rather put it in a museum. In fact, I even made the joke. I was like, we need a museum of America's mess ups. That's what we need. We need a museum of this is what we've been doing in the past. Let's acknowledge it. Let's not do it again. Right. You know, that's not a it's not a bad idea. You know, they have, you know, the, the museum for the Holocaust. That's where I was coming from with that. So <laughs> why not why not have a museum dedicated to the other well, I mean, America's atrocities. Yeah. I think we should have a museum that speaks on that thing, and, it, and it'll teach people about like, hey, this is what our history's been like. It's a little dirty, but we're trying to we're trying to clean up, right? And you know, that's that's the point that people are missing. We're not trying to make any any white person feel guilty. We're not trying to say you need to apologize for what happened in the past, but it needs to be acknowledged so that we don't keep repeating these same things. Yeah, and it needs to be acknowledged that, you know, we're not exactly on an even playing field. Uh, and this is something that turned me off from the uh, conservative side of the argument is that they don't, they don't seem to understand that. And they don't seem to understand that the reason they don't understand this because they never had to deal with it. Even black conservatives. I've, I've yet to see a black conservative that has dealt with those things or you get the rare few that have and grew up in that and they didn't take they, their takeaway was different than what it should have been. They took it away as, oh, I got out of the hood and, you know, I left that behind when the reality of it is the hood shouldn't have been there in the first place. That's you know, they didn't they didn't get that takeaway from it. So um, that that's kind of the issue I have with that, you know, um, 
But, you know, on the other side, you know, you do kind of have the, the liberal side that do want people to apologize and, you know, pay for this and that. And I'm not with that either. You know, I, I think we need to acknowledge it. We need to uh, move forward in a way that kind of places us, you know, on better footing with one another. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, too, do not subscribe to the you need to apologize for your ancestors' mistakes. Like, <clears throat> I mean, you can apologize to me all you want, and it don't mean nothing to me. Right. At the end of the day, all I want is for everyone to be on an even playing field. And I want us to be able to acknowledge and talk about the the atrocities of the past. That, we, that way we can learn from them and move forward as a society. Exactly. And I feel that the ones that feel like people are kind of jumping into a victim mentality, they don't understand that it's not so much that, it's so much the fact that we're not discussing this. So they don't have much to reference, mm -hmm. but that, and honestly, like it, it's kind of weird to me that they make the, that argument, but then whenever we talk about you know, uh, films and stuff and how you kind of want more films that represent the other side, you know, that represented a lot of stuff that we did do in America and the event and the adventure stuff. They never want to budge on those things. So they seem to be okay with having movies about slavery and all this other stuff, but then they want to say that we're falling into a victim mentality. Well, what do you expect when that's all we see? Right, right. You that's can't... all we're showing in movies and, and stuff. Yeah, you can't show some one thing over and over and over again and and completely disregard every other aspect of it and then expect the person to walk away not feeling like the victim. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> right? That that just doesn't make sense. <clears throat> but for them to create laws basically outlawing the teaching of of the past i think it's it's ludicrous man like i don't understand the logic behind it it's see that this is this is the interesting thing because i feel like there's an issue with, with both sides with both sides of um both sides of the field with that because it, it's like it's like i mentioned before you do have the liberal side that wants to tear down statues and this and that. Uh, and I don't think we should do that. We need to acknowledge that that stuff's there, but they want to erase it, right? But then mm -hmm. on the conservative side, you got people that don't want to teach it either. Right. So they both want to erase it in their own way. And, I, and my thought process is, no, we don't need to erase it. We need to acknowledge it. And we need to, we need to teach that that happened. We need to, like, we need to get to a, a spot where it's like, hey, we understood that this happened. Um, and we need to try to rectify that and you know make changes accordingly right absolutely man it's like uh as a parent if i do something that in the moment i'm not seeing how wrong it is but after the fact i can reflect and see oh i shouldn't have handled it that way it's not okay for me to tell my child oh no that didn't happen or i'm not gonna teach you why what I did was wrong we're going to acknowledge it 
I'm going to own up for my mistakes and we're going to learn from it so that I don't keep repeating those same mistakes. Just like you as a child, if I'm pointing out something that you did, we're going to acknowledge it so you can learn from it so you don't continue the same mistakes. Exactly. Now, I don't know. I don't know in full detail what is not in um, critical race therapy. I haven't had a chance to research it. Um, but from what I understand, it was already a course in, in college long before this conversation even started. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It was. It, it was a course in college. They're trying to get it taught on like a elementary level, you know, because, you know, we have what they teach us during black history month, which is really, if any, if you've, if you've ever been to school, (laughs) (laughs) you know that you don't talk about black history except for in that month, which the the, the rest of the school, the rest of the school year is dedicated to white history. I remember there was, I remember there was talk of like having a, um, a separate class for black history. And I still don't agree with that. I think, I think it all needs to be one thing. I think it all needs to be considered American history. Yeah, I, I agree with you, man. I don't think we, it should be black history. I don't even think we should have a black history month. Yeah, all, it, needs to all be it, American it all needs to be American history. Cause that's what it is. American history. I always felt like the whole Black History Month as well as Juneteenth is one of those, like, they're throwing us a bone kind of things. Yeah, man. It's, at best, it's performative. And that, I mean... Yeah, but, but, <laughs> <laughs> I've always felt that way about it. Like, it, it just seems like they're just kind of, like, you know, tap dancing a little bit for us and, and calling it a day. And not actually addressing the things that we want addressed. Right, because you know they they had the chance to pass uh, the the George Floyd bill. They've had multiple multiple bills that they could have passed, but they were like, "No, nah, we're not going to do that." But we will make Juneteenth a federal holiday for you, so all my white constituents can have the day off, and you still have to go to work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nobody reads the fine print, and that's the problem. I actually, uh, I think I had somebody delete me off Facebook because I was trying to point that out. That look, we don't need to be praising them for making it a commercialized holiday. They're making money off of it, and honestly, that it's probably not even what you think it is. But you know, I think they took that as like, oh, you've been uh, complaining about Juneteenth. Now they make it illegal, and and now you can't make up your mind. And I'm like, that's not that's not the issue. We wanted. We wanted people to know about Juneteenth. We didn't really care about the acknowledgement. You know, it was more mm-hmm. of talking, making it a discussion. Right. And last thing we needed was them to, to make it a commercialized holidays and excuse to not do anything else. Exactly. You know, it's it's crazy because like up until last year, the majority of the country didn't even know what Juneteenth was. And that's because it's while, not, and that's because while, it's not taught. Yeah, that's true. A lot of us didn't know for a while. For a while, and you know, I I learned about it because I did my own research. Yeah, 
and that's ex- that's the exact problem. It's not it's not taught at the level it should be taught. Yeah, and I, I think it has to see now. What I'm wondering, and I want to know what your opinion is on this. Some people think that it actually should effectively replace July Fourth. It's tricky. <laughs> I don't I don't think it should replace July 4th. I think it should be acknowledged that July 4th is not for everyone because not everyone was free. You know, July 4th, 1776. Not everyone was free that day. So, it should definitely I be I think igno- it should be. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, so it should I was going to de- say I- <laughs> No, no, you go ahead. <laughs> um, it should definitely be acknowledged that not everyone was free that day, but it is still, you know, at the time that America, for what it was, that's their independence. So, yeah, go ahead, still celebrate that day. Uh, I'm not saying Juneteenth should replace it, but if you're gonna celebrate the Fourth of July. Keep that same energy for Juneteenth. That's all I'm I saying. I, I think that it should. I think they should rebrand it. It should be called America Day because it is. It is the day that America became America. So that part we could we could acknowledge that, but to call it Independence Day, I think is disingenuous because again, it wasn't Independence Day for everyone. So I think. I think. I kind of agree with Juneteenth being the new Independence Day, but I also think that maybe July 4th could still be acknowledged as America Day. Just rebranded. Yeah. And, you know, America's good at rebranding stuff. Oh, yeah. They're very good at that. So. <laughs> it, shouldn't be, it shouldn't be a problem. <laughs> uh, that's funny. <laughs> you know, I was actually having a conversation with... Uh, Shanta last night uh, about uh, celebrating 4th of July and to me I've never really been big on celebrating the 4th of July not for historical purposes just because I don't really care for the whole fireworks thing like for one I think it's a waste of money it is <laughs> as, I, as I got older I'm like I'm yeah, not doing that. Yeah, as I got older I was like get this I'm not I'm not spending my money on, on the fireworks. But you know I go to my house. Like the kids enjoy it, right? Yeah. So for that aspect, I don't mind partaking. Um but I'm not like people who spend upwards of of hundreds of dollars on fireworks. No, I'm not doing all that. Yeah, no. You going you going to get this $20 box of fireworks and we're going to call it a day. You get these. Uh, what, is, what is those little uh, little bags you throw on the floor and pop? Little, little poppers. Little poppers. <laughs> we get you a pack of them poppers. You're gonna be happy with that. <coughs> I yeah, love those man. things. This kid, I love, I love little poppers. The poppers are fun. Yeah, I love, the, I love I love the poppers. I like the the little sparklers. That's that's cool. You know, um, the poppers that <clears throat> make you dance. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I seen this video on TikTok. Uh, this white woman she's talking about a conversation she had with her uh her black husband because she was you know getting everything all decorated for the fourth of july 
And he asked her, he was like, how come you didn't do that for Juneteenth? And she was like, I honestly, until he asked me that, I never even considered it. And she like, and for her, being someone who was with a black man who, yeah, she acknowledged that she has white privilege. But that moment for her, she was like, that's when it really clicked. Like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, I think that's kind of I think that is the one thing that makes it important that they that they commercialize it, that now it's easier for other people who didn't really know about it to acknowledge it. But there's still I think there's still a lot of groundwork to, to be done. We didn't really do anything for Juneteenth this year. Uh, we may we may start doing something next year. I'm still I'm still reconsidering the whole holiday thing in general. You know, I'm not. It's always just another day to me, honestly, but right. You know, I do think it, it it's a cause for discussion now. Yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. Um did you happen to catch uh the sentencing of Derek Chauvin? I did. I actually just read up on that a couple of days ago. It was uh I think it was a couple of days ago or yesterday. It was on Twitter. Um Yeah, somebody's uh somebody made the joke that that was almost three fifths of a sentence that he probably should have gotten. Oh yeah, they would make that in reference to black people being only three being three fifths of a human being. <laughs> and I did the math, and I'm like, you know what? Actually, it is almost three fifths because it was a it's it's actually a forty year sentence mm-hmm. out there, and uh, twenty two point five is yeah three fifths is about twenty four. So yeah, it is about close. That was an interesting observation, even though it was a joke. <laughs> right. Yeah. When I when I saw how many years he was getting, like I couldn't help but roll my eyes because I was like, even like even with convicting this dude, they still found a way to like minimize his his punishment. They'll find a way to sweep it under the rug. Like, cause. It- Get out in 15 years. Tops. See, yeah, for for good behavior. I think this is what I was, um, I think this is what we were discussing the last time, not the last time I was on, but like uh, one of the times we were on about his sentencing. I was like, I was surprised they even put him in prison. Because yeah. they were already talking about trying to get him, what was it, uh, first degree? Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, they put first degree. He's not getting, he's not getting charged. Because yeah. there's a loophole behind that, and you know, sure enough, they did they did charge him, but now we see the result of that. How many uh-huh. months later? Right, and then you know he he's not even have to really serve the full twenty two and a half years <clears throat> because they give him credit for the time he's already been in there. Yeah, so. You know what, man? We did get a statue of George Floyd, so it's okay now. Yeah, man. Kudos. We got a statue. They gave they gave us a statue of George Floyd, and that pissed off a hell of a lot of people too. I, I was just like, man. See, it, it, the weird thing is, is that. There's a lot of people trying to say that 
we've effectively made George Floyd a hero, which is not the case at all. In fact, mm-hmm. I think a lot of racist white people have done that. Right. Uh, by saying he's a sacrifice, as if, you know, he wanted to die. <clears throat> <laughs> um, but it's like, listen, we, we know this guy was garbage in his past. We know that. That has nothing to do with the situation now. Right. By the end of the day, this guy did put his neck on his knee on his neck for a very long time, which he shouldn't have done. Mm-hmm. And he needs to answer to that. Doesn't matter who it was. <coughs> yeah, absolutely, man. It it doesn't matter what what George Floyd did in the past. It like to be perfectly honest with you. It doesn't even matter if he was trying to pay with the counterfeit 20. Your job as a police officer is not to execute people. Yeah, it's, it's not their job. Unless he's aggressing upon them and they have to they have to handle business. And that wasn't the case. And that, yeah, that wasn't the case. So, <clears throat> you know, I I understand and again, them them building the statue for George Floyd to me is performative because you're still not addressing the real issues. You're not addressing what we've asked you to address. You're not addressing the issue and they're causing more division. Because to be real, if they really wanted to do something, even if it was performative, they would address because there's always they always bring up the woman that he robbed. Okay. So address that then. Put it to the forefront. See if you can find find some closure for her. Even if that's performative, it shows that you care enough about this talking point that you keep bringing up that you're going to actually do something about it. This whole statue thing, it's like it, it, it does nothing because of even more division because now we have to make this argument that, hey, we're still not making this guy a hero. But he is an example of a a standard we need to set that no matter how terrible this person is, if this is a situation where the cop is in the wrong, then the cop needs the answer for that, regardless. Regardless. Regardless of who this person is. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, that's a conversation that's need to be had for a very, very long time. And they just keep seem to keep skating by it. And it's not okay. See, it's just like if, uh, you know, it's just like if, we, if you know, say we believed OJ didn't do what he did. And now he's in prison for robbing a house. And we we're like, well, he, did, he didn't do anything to that lady, so he should get off for robbing a house. No. His history and what he did or didn't do has nothing to do with what he got arrested for. Exactly. He robbed somebody's house. He was a he was a, a fucking moron. He needed to answer for that. Mm-hmm. And honestly, he probably should have answered for that other stuff too. Yeah. <laughs> so. Absolutely, man. <clears throat> just it, it's one of those things. You do something messed up, you need to answer for it. So, at least twenty states have uh, introduced legislation to block critical race theory from being taught uh, in grades K through 12. 
Um, as as a parent who homeschools, right? Right. What what would you say to the parents who are on the fence about having this taught to their children? Now it's tough to say because I I don't know exactly what's in the curriculum. Okay. Now do you happen to know what's in it? Uh, I don't know the specifics, um, but I know the pretty much the basis of it is like they want to instead of teaching the whitewashed version of what we get taught, they want to ex- expose the children to what really happened. And that's, I don't know exactly what time period they're, they're talking about, or if they're talking about from all the way from the, you know, Atlantic trade slate to where we are now. But the goal is to tell history like it should have been told in the first place. Now, if that's the goal, then I do think. I would say to the parents that are on the fence now, if that is the actual goal, because like I said, we have to be very careful because if they could say that that's what they're trying to teach and they could be teaching something else. And that's, that's kind of the issue that I have there. Now, if that is their actual goal is to teach history as it, as it happened, then I would say um, to anyone who's on the fence that maybe it needs to be taught from middle school onward, as opposed to elementary school, because I've, I, I kind of feel elementary school, it's a, it's a tougher, it's kind of a tougher sell to me. Whereas like in middle school, a lot of things, even in my history class, I learned, I relearned a lot of things in my middle school history class comparative to elementary school. Now, as somebody who's homeschooling, I teach my kids both sides of the history regardless. Um, but for the parents that are on the fence, I would say look into it, you know, to do some research and make sure that, uh, and, you know, just have a look at what what's being taught in the curriculum. And, you know, if if you feel comfortable about that, you know, try to see if you can talk with somebody who understands it and, you know, see if you can get a better understanding of that. I think it just, I think we need to have an actual discussion about it. I don't think it's one of those things. I don't, I don't like the idea that them, of them blocking it. I think it's something that we need to discuss. But again, I still, ha- I don't know exactly what's in the curriculum. You know, now I've, um, now of course, you know, people like to, um, I think of the word here, um, take things out of context. And uh, they're, they're trying to say, oh, well, they're, they're, they're trying to teach them to hate white people or something. And I, and I, 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 I highly doubt that that's the case. Uh, but there is an issue uh, with academia where, you know, we've gotten to a point of teaching things that are a little bit too far, quote unquote, woke. And I think if that is the case, then I can understand their viewpoint. If that is the case. Because I'm just fine with teaching history as it is. I'm not exactly fine with, as, it, as we discussed earlier, you know, trying to make people apologize for something they had nothing to do with in the past. Right. Yeah, man. I, I, I get that. Um, I watched a video of uh, 
I can't remember. I can't remember his name. Uh, but it was a general in the military, um, and he was being questioned about critical race theory. Um, and I guess one of the one of the Republican congressmen who were they were talking about it, they were accusing of the military academy teaching woke uh, talking points or, or whatever he was yeah. trying to say. And the general, basically, he was like, I, he flat out said, he's like, I don't agree with the quote unquote woke teaching or, or whatever. He's like, but it's important to actually listen and try to understand what every side is trying to say. Right. Yeah. And I think everyone can, can take a lesson from that because you may not agree with critical race theory, but it is worth at least listening and being open to the, to the conversation versus trying to just block it. Yeah. I don't think blocking is going to do us any good. Right. Yeah. I mean, and that's, that's really why I, you know, people always ask me when they find out that I have a podcast, they're like, what made you do that? What, why? And it's this exact reason, because we need to get to a point where we can actually talk to each other. We need to have these uncomfortable conversations. Like, because even that conversation I mentioned earlier, where we were talking about the N-word and why, you know, black people continue to use it and stuff. Yeah. It made a few people in the group uncomfortable. But I'm not uncomfortable talking about it. I'll I'll gladly talk about it. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'll gladly talk about anything, even if it's something that I'm wrong about. I'm I'll gladly talk and debate it and 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 whatnot and see if maybe I learned something from it. You know, I I think we all need to be open to that. Absolutely, man. You know, growth only happens when you're uncomfortable. Exactly. <laughs> so. I'm all I'm all for the uncomfortable conversations, man. Um, and like you said, I'm really not all that uncomfortable talking about it. I think it's just our upbringing. We yeah. we came up in a time where you talked about anything. Mm-hmm. You know, I even <laughs> I even had this uh, white friend. Um, he he legit asked me, "Why can't I say the N word?" I think we I think we discussed it. Before. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you can say whatever you want to say. If you say it around the wrong person, it's gonna be a problem. Right. And he said he straight up asked me. So if I let you call me uh, a cracker, can can I say it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay, sure, cracker. <laughs> <laughs> now, now they see this is the problem. See, this is the issue that we have with like both people being extreme, right? Because nowadays the conservative would probably call me a racist, whereas the the old people would call him a racist. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Neither of us really gave a damn. Nope. <laughs> oh man, that's funny. <laughs> uh all right, well uh let's let's pivot for a minute. Um so you had to you had to put things on hold, right? With yeah. with with the business, uh, how is that going? Uh, I mean, it's going. I'm doing some more research and you know learning a little bit more as, as I go. I, I did jump head first into it, as I do with most things, and I'm learning that uh, hacking away at it is not working too well. So, 
<laughs> yeah, man. Uh, I mean, you 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 jumped. That that's the first part that a lot of people don't even get to. I took the leap. You took the leap, right? Uh, and you know, no one ever really knows exactly what they're doing. You, you know, it's a learning process. So kudos for for you at least taking the first step. Um, can you can you give us any spoilers about the game? Uh, no spoilers at the moment. Uh, hopefully, uh, it'll be cool. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully, people enjoy it. Yeah, I, I, I'm sure they will, man. Um, have you have you started working on? Because uh, I know you said you wanted to get in into comics. Have you started? pursuing that avenue yet uh, i have started writing some things um and i'm also involved with the comic i can't talk about it right now uh but there is a comic book based on a particular series coming up uh that's in the works that i am helping out with okay uh hopefully um hopefully we should see some soon though for sure man i'll definitely be on the lookout for that um I read an article the other day, um, and I, I remember, you know, when I was on on your podcast, we were talking about Powerpuff Girls. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> they actually decided to to reshoot the pilot. So uh, I don't know what all they're changing, but from what I understand, it, it went under like a massive like rewrite <laughs> I feel that it's CW so it's still going to be bad I, I, it's Pro- probably but CW likes to write CW things and um, I think that first script was already indicated of what direction they were trying to go with it and I don't think any rewriting is going to save it to be honest <laughs> yeah I mean I I have hopes for it just because I loved the Powerpuff Girls growing up. It was one of my favorite shows. But I don't know how well that world would will translate into real life. I feel like the premise is already a hard enough sell on the level of Dragon Ball Evolution. If somebody had told me the script to Dragon Ball Evolution before it had even went into production, I would have already said, listen, there's no kind of rewriting that's going to save that, that con that you, you'd, you'd have to go, you'd have to go deep and rewrite it entirely. You cannot, you can't use that same concept. And I think this is it's the same situation here. They're probably going to do some rewriting to save face, but I don't think it's going to, I don't think it's going to pan out. It's already a hard enough sell as it's trying to get a uh, live action power of girls. The same way live action Dragon Ball is, a very hard sell on its own. I agree, man. I agree. Uh, well, before we wrap this up, man, you got anything you want to plug? Uh, well, I mean, as you know, we have started a new little group that you should be part of pretty soon. Uh, we're called the uh, Ninjas of the Grid, but we are our tag name is Grid Ninjas. You can find us pretty much anywhere um, at Grid Ninja. Uh, of course, as usual, 
I also do uh, beat em up stuff, cover up a lot of beat em ups under Brawls Avenue. And of course, it's my company, Abrit, in which we're going to be working on the comic books, video games, and all that stuff in the future. And of course, you can find me anywhere under uh, Denny Aubrey. Also, I did recently rebrand the uh, the Chill Spot podcast into the Abari podcast, uh, given that those are one on one little podcasts and stuff. And we did kind of split off to the uh, Grid Ninja brand as being the group podcast, that type, type of thing, and, and whatnot. So uh, I'd say be on the lookout for that, probably on the same channel as my Denny Aubrey stuff. Uh, but we'll see. That's what's up, man. Well, Mr. Dean, thank you very much for being another uh, a guest on my podcast. Always lovely to have you, man. Hey, pleasure to be on. I'm looking forward to being canceled for that cracker comment earlier. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, nah, they can't cancel you, man. You're too, you're too, you're too important. You're too needed, man. Ah, <laughs> uh, all right, man. Take care. All right, take care. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you once again for joining me uh, for another episode of Third Eye Podcast. Uh, Special shout out to Mr. Dean for being my guest. It's always a pleasure talking to you, man. Um, I want to give a special shout out to the sponsor of this episode, Raise Energy. Please go check that out. Um, I just want to express how much it means to me. To have all all of my listeners continue to listen and to keep continue to keep giving me uh, positive feedback and con- con- um, constructive criticism because it only helps me in the in the outrun or in the long run. So I do appreciate you guys for doing that. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. I never thought that I would have this many listeners. Um, it just blows my mind. So thank you guys. Um, tune in next week for another episode. You know the deal, guys. I love you all. And there's absolutely nothing you can do about it. So please, love each other. And be kind to one another. Have a good night. Mm-hmm.